Ayo. Ayo. I'm back. Episode 5, Hildy's Hot Takes. Welcome to the pod. Sorry for the bit of a delay. Uh, a little later than usual. Took a week off. Not really. You know, my roommate, his dad was in town. We don't live in the biggest house. Uh, my roommate's busy. His dad was busy. A lot of people are trying to get some downtime. I didn't want to mess it up. Uh, couldn't get couldn't get the house myself, you know, to record this episode. But uh, he left. I'm ready to go. I got a lot of good content, a lot of good thoughts. Having an extra seven days to to come at you with the takes. So here we go. Tampa Bay Lightning won the cup. A new pandemic is quickly sweeping through the nation. And yes, you should be worried. The NCAA is now allowing athletes to be paid for their name, image, and likeness. That's a big one. Oh, and the Minnesota Wild can finally be a good team. But first, the if I could say for you to get hit by a bus without getting trouble, I would. But I can't of the week. All right. So I was out on the rickshaw, the pedicab chauffeur, courtesy of Ride, free ad, servicing the fine folk of downtown Saskatoon and beyond. And I noticed this guy. It was a hot day out. He's walking with a shirt and shorts on, t-shirt, and he has a fucking umbrella to cover himself from the sun as he's walking. An umbrella to cover himself from the sun on a nice, beautiful July afternoon. Are you fucking kidding me? Now, buddy, if I could say this without getting trouble in trouble, I would. I hope you get hit by a bus. But I can't say that, so I'm not going to say that. So like I said in an episode before, just fucking give your balls a tug. You don't need an umbrella outside. When you're walking on a nice, clear, sunny day. Go sit under a tree. Get some shade. Figure it out. You don't need an umbrella. Now, I didn't ask if he had any medical condition or anything. But if he did, then I'm sorry. But if he doesn't have a medical condition, then like I said, I'm not going to say it. But I hope. You know, I'm just not going to say it. We're just scanning it there. I don't want to get in trouble. Whatever. All right. So Tampa Bay wins the Stanley Cup. At the end of the day, Montreal just didn't have enough. Um, Tampa Bay will go down this team and last year's team. They will go down as one of the best teams ever assembled in the history of the NHL. And Montreal is just not even close to that. So... That's a tough, tough series for Montreal. There's not a whole lot they could have done. And if you think Carey Price is better than Andre Vasilevsky, then we're going to have to fight. Um, I've been seeing a lot of those takes lately, and that's just moronic at this point. Maybe maybe you could make a case for that five, six years ago, but just not anymore. Vasilevsky is just, in my opinion, like the Connor McDavid of goalies right now. He's just in a, in a class of his own. If you if you watch him play, and, and I've talked to some goalies I used to play with, and and the consensus there is that he's just too good. Um, the Kucherov interview was unbelievable after the game, chirping the Montreal fans. Uh, all the stuff about Vasilevsky wasn't winning the Vesna and number one bullshit and all that stuff. I absolutely loved it, and if you 
don't didn't love it, then you're just a pussy. Um, but yeah, like what do you expect from the guy? So he was probably rehabbing this injury for however many months. Um, and in my opinion, he was probably really, really professional about it. He wanted to come back. He wanted to be as good as he want, as good as he could be for the playoffs. And he wasn't boozing. He wasn't boozing during the rehab. He wasn't boozing during the playoffs. He was dialed in, laser focused on the Stanley Cup like any good professional should be. They win the Stanley Cup, and Lord knows how many drinks or beers or anything he had after the game, right, when they got into the locker room. Like, my season ended over the season, wouldn't even make the playoffs, and I had three beers in me before the coach came in the room, and, and that's not that – was, that was everybody. So these guys in the NHL winning the Stanley Cup, like – he was probably taking shots, champagne, uh, three or four beers. And this and this is all in, what, 30 minutes before uh, he goes up on this podium here and answer these, answers these questions. 30 minutes, he's having all this liquor after having nothing for how long. And that's what's going to happen. He's going to get up there and say some crazy shit, in which he did. And you have to respect it. And if you're one of those people that is saying, oh, we need these guys to show more personality. We need them to do this. We need them. And then you're and then you're getting pissed off at Kucherov or saying you don't like him anymore because of what he says. Like, come on, you can't have it both ways. And all this, oh, they're 18 million over the cap bullshit. Shut the fuck up. All right. First off, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. And second off, they didn't even cheat. They didn't break any rules. It was a loophole. It was a loophole that was set up. And it's just how it was. But here's the thing. Listen, they set the blueprint. Okay. If I'm a GM for a team that's trying to break through, you know, finally win this cup, like Toronto, maybe Vegas, like, and we'll just take Colorado, for example. If I'm the GM of the Colorado Avalanche, I'm going over to Nathan McKinnon's house right now. I'm slipping him a roofie. And then Frank Gallagher style, off of Shameless, I'm laying him on the couch, propping his heel up on a chair, taking a 45-pound weight and smashing it through his tibia, breaking it right in half. You throw him on the long-term IR, free up some cap space. Then you trade for Jack Eichel. You take his cap hit, and you have Jack Eichel get the surgery that he wants to be done, that Buffalo is being fucking dumb and weird about it right now and you put him on the long-term ir you got like 17 million cap space cleared up on the long-term ir to bring in a couple more guys avalanche will be good enough to make the playoffs otherwise without them those two guys and then boom right before the playoffs jack eichel nathan mckinnon after a full eight months ten months of rehab and preparing Boom, they step right in the playoffs. So the two best players, they're fresh. They're 20 million over cap, but who cares? Because Tampa just did it. And boom, you win a Stanley Cup. So just waiting for some team to hire me as a GM because it's just that simple. All right, on to the pandemic. And honestly, this is scaring me. But, you know, don't worry, old people. I don't know if any old people listen to this, but if you're old people, you're going to be fine. Because this one, this virus, only affects people between the ages 18 and 28 or so, give or take a couple years. 
that are getting married. So that's that's the core demographic that it's targeting right now. So I'm a part of that. You know, that's why I said I'm scared. This is a terrible brain disease that is being transmitted very quickly within this age range that is making people attending bachelor or bachelorette parties post on social media about hashtag Venmo the bride or hashtag Venmo the groom. It's just a terrible, der- terrible thing uh, that's happening to a lot of people these days. And and thoughts and prayers go out to all that are being affected by this horrible disease. But in all seriousness, what the fuck are you doing? First of all, I have no idea who these people are that you're posting about. So why, why do I care? Why does anyone care? And even if I did know these people, have you seen how much a fucking liter or a gallon of gas costs these days? Like, I am not going to Venmo you. Like, if you need someone to Venmo you or you, if you need some Venmo money to help fund your bachelor or bachelorette party, you probably just shouldn't be getting married in the first place. What's the rush? What's going on here? And I'm no philanthropist by any means. Like, I'm, I'm not a big donator. I haven't had that much money to donate. Actually, you know what? I don't even need to be donating to anything. I would literally rather just take some money and put it in a paper shredder than to Venmo the bride or Venmo the groom. Like, can we just grow up, people, and stop doing shit like this? Because the government's going to step in. They're going to be notified of this brutal disease that's affecting so many young people's brains. And we're going to be back in a lockdown before we know it. Like, what are you doing even getting married before you're like 25 years old anyway? That, I don't know. We'll save that one for another day because I don't know. On to something that's been kind of boiling my blood the next, over the last couple of weeks, two, three weeks since since I heard the news is that the NCAA, fuck the NCAA, first of all, well, that was pretty vulgar, but you know what, whatever. Um, they're now allowing, just now, allowing athletes to be making money off their name, image, and likeness. Just now. I guess that's why I said fuck the NCAA, because they're just now letting it, because basically they've been forced to. Like, so first, my senior year gets bent over because of COVID, season canceled. And then I find out I missed the boat by a couple of years. Like back in my prime, at J-Rod Hildy Twitter days, where if you followed me back then, you're obviously an OG. I was getting like thousands of likes and retweets all the time. Like I would have been a cash cow. I would, my schedule would be wake up, class, practice, workout, whatever, more class homework. And then I would just be scouring local businesses to present them with my on-camera talent. Do little commercials for a couple hundred bucks here and there. Like workout practice, Hildy Media Tour. That's what it would be. Like I'm not saying I would have been Zion Williamson, you know, and made a million dollars, but I know for a fact that I could have been bringing in at least, at the very least, 500 bucks a month just from the name, image, and likeness. And, and I honestly think that's being conservative. And then not even making money, just the whole benefits thing, winning two national championships and how much exposure and reach that would have given my entire team. Uh, we would have been laughing straight to the bank with this ha 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 ha. 
Ha, 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 ha. All right, I might edit that out, but if I keep it in and it, and then you didn't laugh at it, then, then fuck off. But anyway, we get back after winning these national championships and, and the coaching staff is obviously saying, you know, guys, because it was illegal back then, you know, guys, lots of people are going to be wanting, giving you a lot of free stuff, all this stuff, because that's their job. They have to tell us that. And, and, you know, we didn't really, we didn't take anything because we couldn't, we would have loved to. And that's exactly what they said, because it was against the rules and, you know, the program above anything. And we just couldn't afford to get in trouble. But now two national championships back to back. Holy man. We would have been popping big bottles, talking big bottles, free dinners, free nights at the bar, fucking whatever you would think. Like, you don't think there'd be any business in Duluth. I might just be being arrogant, but I don't think so. I think I think there would be businesses in Duluth chomping at the bit to have the Natty Champ dogs, you know, pay them to come by the business, you know. Give us some free stuff to pop by the business for a little bit. Do a little meet and greet with the customers, blah, blah, blah. But the game has changed now. And I'm fucking pissed that I missed it. And all that stuff I was just saying, like, that obviously is not all for sure. I have no idea that all of that would actually happen. But it would have been fucking fun to try all that stuff uh, while in college, while we're under that microscope. Um, it could, could, it could get dicey. Who knows? Maybe some teams are going to start rolling out some regulations within their organizations or their programs that limit what guys can do. And, and I would totally understand that as well, because there has, it's, it has the possibility of being a huge distraction, but I'm just pissed off. I couldn't have some fun with it. On to the Minnesota wild, big news coming from the state of hockey. Zach Parise and Ryan Suter have been bought out. I saw that this morning. Um, my initial reaction to that was probably about five years too late. Because how can you expect to field a good championship caliber team having not one, not just one of the worst contracts in NHL history, but two of the worst contracts in NHL history on your roster at the exact same time. That's something that I just cannot fathom. And so good for them. Good for the GM, Billy Guerin. He's stepping in. Seems like they're turning the culture there. And I'm going to be honest uh, with regards to the Wild. Um, I'm not even a big fan of, or I hate the Wild. I'm going to be honest. I hate the Wild. But now after that move, after they finally buy those two guys out, it's like, finally. So I think I'm actually going to start rooting for them now because they just did that. So I might be a Minnesota Wild fan now because I just couldn't live with myself cheering for a team that was paying those two guys that much money and still being the most mediocre teams and their fan base is still wondering what the hell's going on when the answer was right in front of them the entire time. Those two guys had to go, so it was a good thing they finally made it happen. And that's pretty much all I got for you for this episode. Pretty short one, now that I kind of tally up how long this has been. Um, Yeah, 
happy uh happy episode five hildy's hot takes thanks for listening hope you uh enjoyed a laugh or two hope you uh got some insight hope you have a wonderful day thank you for listening again i love all my listeners hildy's hot takes episode five